This show does not provide medical advice. Anything that you hear here should be discussed with your primary care provider. Hello and welcome to Vortex Connections radio show. My name is Jennifer Tosian. I am the Mindset Muse and the creator of the Multi-Sensory Subliminal Vision Boards app, which helps people reprogram and release themselves from their old negative subconscious beliefs and behaviors so they can visualize and create a life of self-empowerment, self-love, and discover true alignment with their passion and purpose. For the next 30 minutes, I am delighted to be your host. Vortex Connections is a space to share with you amazing healers and teachers from all over the world that have followed their passion and purpose and want to share their soul gifts out to the world. Today, I'm so excited. I want to introduce Michael Phillips. Michael Phillips is an attorney who specializes in real estate law and land development and has been working in real estate since 2003. Michael was diagnosed with ADHD as an adult at the age of 40 and discovered a wonderful organization called ADDA, Attention Deficit Disorder Association. Today, Michael works with ADDA in several capacities from education to peer support. Today, he is going to talk about how to apply ADHD-friendly techniques to develop strategies that one can use to stay on top of ADHD. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well, thank you. Oh, it's so great to have you. I've loved connecting with you before this, and I knew right from the beginning that our listeners really needed to hear what you had to say, your experience, your knowledge, and like you were saying, the friendly techniques that I think everyone that has ADHD can, can use. So I'm, so I'm so honored and excited to have you here. Likewise. Thank you again, and thank you for the app. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah, so it's so amazing. So Michael actually emailed me um, a little while ago, and he actually uses subliminal vision boards with his ADHD, and he's going to talk about how it has helped him as well. But first, I really want you to just share with our listeners, really, what is ADHD, and how did you know you had it? Well, and that's interesting. Um, so the reason why I was diagnosed so late is because my ADHD presented itself as um, anxiety. And so mm -hmm. it was originally thought that I had anxiety. And I was getting treated for it for years and wasn't really making any inroads until, you know, one day I overheard somebody talking about ADHD. And I said, you know, this sounds a lot like me. Because, you know, when we hear ADHD, we all tend to think of it as, um, as you know, you can't focus and you're hyperactive. But mm -hmm. it's actually so much more than that. And that's what led me to Ada in the first place. And on my journey, I found your app, which actually set me so far ahead which is why I was emailing you incessantly when I had questions about it. 
So I will say, um, again, most people think of ADHD, like I said, as being you know inattentive and hyperactive, which is which is the main the main markers. But really, ADHD affects the prefrontal cortex of your brain, and that is a part of your brain that controls your executive functions. So your executive functions essentially, and some people list them differently, but they are self-awareness, inhibition, which goes to impulse control or impulsivity, nonverbal working memory or short-term memory. Mm-hmm. And that is being able to, you know, remember things like when you're having a conversation and not getting lost in the conversation, um, verbal working memory, which relates to speech, um, emotional self-regulation or, or dysregulation, which is the ability to control our emotions, self-motivation, and planning and problem-solving, which is a bit of a misnomer because we have trouble um, planning and problem-solving for typical tasks, but ironically, if we are in, um, in environments that are urgent and chaotic, we tend to do well because we're able to link different things and come up with ideas that, say, neurotypicals don't necessarily think of. Hmm. Can you expand on that just a little bit? What do you mean by that? Sure. So, for an, I guess a good example would be if, we, if you work in a corporate environment and you think of, like, the typical you know, cubicle setup, and if we have to do things that are, say, repetitive, we tend to get lost in the minutia, partly due to boredom, or if we don't get lost in the minutia, we'll get distracted because we'll be thinking about other things. We'll jump from idea to idea, which is why you tend to find a lot of people with ADHD tend to do very well working as EMTs, or paramedics, because put in a situation that requires urgency and is chaotic, we tend to be able to put things together that others wouldn't necessarily and make them work in these environments. Interesting. So, I love I love the idea that you're bringing in positive ideas of ADHD because, you know, with any disorder, it seems like there's only the negative. So it's really, it's really exciting and, and, and really interesting to me and, and happy that you're, you're explaining some positive parts to it because I never, I never knew that, right? And so it sounds like really it's more the monotonous, the boring jobs. That's when it really affects and allows your mind just to kind of start becoming stimulated more and more because you're you're sort of bored at what you're doing but when you have something like EMT or even IT where something is always happening that actually is a better fit for you in a sense yeah 100% you know and but I'm glad you brought that up because uh, you know some people they tend to go to extremes they either look at ADHD and they look at like the positives of it and they'll say you know, ADHD is a superpower, and, but they'll do that without acknowledging 
the difficulties that come with it. And so, like some of the nuances, um, for example, people with ADHD, um, like myself, we tend to have um, something called rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Hmm. And what that is is we tend to be more sensitive, um, not just in the emotional sense, but also in the physical sense. So an example of that would be, for example, if I have a tag in the back of my T-shirt, to the average person it just feels maybe, you know, uncomfortable, but, you know, not necessarily a distraction. For me, it feels like the equivalent of having a stone in your shoe (laughs) and you're walking around with it. And then another, I suppose another nuance is um, something called time blindness that we tend to have. So people with ADHD, we have a lot of trouble gauging time. So um, an example would be my wife will call me and say, oh, what time are you coming home? And I'll say, oh, without thinking, I'll be there in 30 minutes, which is the commute time. But what my mind doesn't take into account is that it's going to take me 10 minutes to stop what I'm doing, pack up my stuff, get in the elevator, get to the ground floor, walk to my car, get in my car. <laughs> and so that adds like an extra 15 minutes. And then usually the 30 minutes that I had um, planned for is the 30 minutes it would take if there was no traffic and road conditions were absolutely perfect. And then one of the another uh, another nuance, and this comes into this ties into your the subliminal vision board, is um, people with ADHD we have the hardest time initiating tasks that are difficult or that are going to take a lot of um, a lot of mind or a lot of mental energy. Uh huh. So. For example, if I have to start get started on a project that I know is going to be difficult, like let's say, um, like right now I'm taking classes in statistics. And as much as I love it, I know it's going to take a lot of energy. I'm going to have to sit down and really get in the weeds with it. It'll take me the longest time to actually just get started. But once I get started, I get into a another ADHD term, which is hyper-focus. And I am focused, and you cannot drag me away from it. It is actually almost physically painful for me to stop doing it Hmm. once I'm in it. So it's almost as if you, you, it's like you, once it's hard for you to start something, especially if you know it's going to be difficult, so I think a lot of that, too, we were talking about mindset, right? So if you shift your mindset to it's not going to be difficult, that maybe it's exciting or rewarding or you're going to learn so much and, and, and attach that growth to your soul and to your mind to do your business, if you shift your mindset, is that still hard for you to start it or is that kind of maybe a key that helps you to say, okay, I'm going to let go of the difficulty part. And instead, if I'm excited about something, does that help you to start it faster? 100%. You hit the nail on the head, which is why 
your app for me was such a powerful tool. So um, with the initiation or getting started on something that, that, you know, I know is going to be difficult, it's, it's very hard to do when you can't see the target. There's that old adage, there was a, a book that I read, which I think is good for everybody, but basically it's um, written by Martin Grunberg, I believe, The Habit Factor, and he, was, he says that uh, you should take your goals and break them down into a series of, of habits, which is loosely based on, um, I think it was Socrates and his book Nicomachean Ethics, which is basically says wherever you are now, and I remembered it when, when you spoke about it, it says wherever you are now is based on the series of habits that you've been doing for the past five years or ten years or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And one thing that he says in that book over and over again, he says, you can't hit a target that you can't see. Well, I have a lot of trouble seeing the target. And with your app and the way it's set up, and especially because people with ADHD, we tend to work on several goals at one time, and your vision board app is one of the only ones that I've seen that allows you to set up several vision boards at one time. It really helps you to focus on a target and have something that you can actually see, a, a visual representation of an ideal. And I think it was, I think you told me, and help me out with this, <laughs> it's um, Aphantasia, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I, if I recall, you were saying that was the, the one who has difficulty or can't, uh, you know, visualize things. Um, in their mind, and I thought to myself, I was like, "Wow, you know, that explains a lot." Because a lot of us um, with ADHD, we have about eighty percent. There's sixty or eighty percent of us have a comorbid condition. So my comorbid condition is is anxiety. Mm-hmm. But if you come from, if you have any kind of a difficult past, oh yes. Yes. A lot of times mm-hmm. you have a fear of a certain future, I believe, or, or a fear of fear of a foreshortened future is, I think, what they call it. It's hard to see yourself in the future sometimes. A lot of times it's from past rejections and failures or whatever the case may be. And you need a tool to get around that, and visualization helps, but what if you can't visualize? That's right. And, and what, Exactly, and so I what you were saying is that, so I'm a survivor of a very traumatic childhood of emotional, physical abuse, rejection, uh, depression, and I have not been able to visualize. So I have a condition called aphantasia where I cannot see images in my mind's eye. And what's really interesting about kind of the connection between ADHD and aphantasia is that we both have this inability, in a sense, to visualize our future. It kind of immobilizes us, whether it's emotional through ADHD or through not being able to just weed through the now and what is to get to to what can be, or you just can't see it at all, which is what aphantasia is. 
And what's really interesting is that, like you were saying, if you can't see the targets of, of what you want, then what you have and what is is all that ever will be because we're magnetic energy beings and through our thoughts and through our emotions and through our actions is how we create our reality. And if you're only, whatever the reason is, you're only focusing on the now, then being able to focus or even put attention or momentum or energy into the future can actually be very overwhelming. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's just, it, it, it's, it can be, it can be very stagnating and, um, Mm-hmm. And you almost feel like you're you're trapped or you you're stuck in a cage. And then, you know, when that happens, either one of two things are going to happen. Like you said, it's either going to turn into a depression because you can't see a way out of your current circumstances, or it's going to turn into anxiety because you know that if you're not moving forward, but the world is moving forward, then you're going backwards. Yes, and that's a very heavy feeling. That's a very, I think a lot of people that are suffering from PTSD or depression, you know, are walking around every day with that kind of feeling that why am I not moving forward like my friends or my family? I mean, we've also, you know, with social media, it's been really, I think, difficult for us because every time we turn on, you know, Facebook, Someone is getting married, someone's in Hawaii, someone's just loving their life, and it's just everything is just good and wonderful, and we really forget that that's just one moment in time. We don't know what they're going through, and it's, it's just, but it's almost like it's programming us that everyone is doing great, and there's a lot of pressure to look at your own life and say, well, I'm where I'm at, and, and that's okay, but it's hard to do that if you're already in anxiety and if you're already feeling depressed. So it's, it's sort of like that you really have to shift that mindset to talking to yourself in a more positive way, to understand that you know, we're doing the best we can and that every single step that you're taking in your life is a step forward. And, and, you know, and we get this idea that if you're not you know, if you're not getting great degrees and writing your book and it's not already published and all that, then you're not moving forward. And that's just not true. We're always evolving and we're always expanding. And and the key, I think, is really to bring yourself into alignment with what makes you happy. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't matter what any, you know, and that's, it's about you and your purpose and your happiness. And I think that when you focus on your happiness and what makes you feel good, then your anxiety and depression will, will dissolve because you really can't focus on more than one thing at a time. And so if you're focusing on happiness and joy and appreciation and just the simple things that we can grasp, then that will start building into the bigger things. 100%. And I've heard it over and over again from people who are successful. And I'm glad you brought up social media because we see these people, whether who it is, whether it's a celebrity, a non-celebrity, or people who are successful, and you see them, like you said, in that 
it just captures that one moment in time. But what we often forget is, well, this is a picture of where they are right now. But what you're not seeing are the days when they had to get used to waking up early in the morning to um, to gain mastery mastery over whatever it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Whether it's somebody who is, um, you know, t- in the top level of their field and in teaching or engineering or or even or even an actor or whatever the case may be, it took them a long time, you know, to get there. And so, but we're misinterpreting that one snapshot and we kind of think of it like, oh, why am I not there now? Like it's instantaneous. Which is why that mindset is so important, like you said, and shifting um, that mindset. Absolutely. And I think that that's really the basis of everything, no matter what condition or disorder or disease it all starts from the mind and it's almost like, you know, if you can focus on the healing and the excitement in your life and the appreciation and not focus on the the disorder or the condition or the disease, that's the shift in mindset that we all need to take because otherwise you kind of become what you have instead of becoming Mm -hmm. who you are. 100%. And again, that's why I feel that the subliminal vision board is so important. Um, It's it's such a a great tool because it allows you to to take the now, but you're able to do two things. And we spoke about this briefly. You're able to be in the now, but also have a target that you can see in the future but with your vision board, I have one of my vision boards is something I call Back to the Future. And what that is is basically a picture of, like, my parents and my grandparents and and the pictures of people who came before me. And that gives me a great sense of of motivation from the past working towards a target in the future, but maintaining consistency in the present. And I was, you know, and regardless of of what, regardless of what your personal situation is, you know, we all grew up under different circumstances, but nothing happens in a vacuum. So for even for those of us, whether we grew up in a, perfect household or or we grew up in a traumatic environment, eventually that has to be reconciled in order to move forward. So a lot of the times when I look at, you know, you know, the pictures of my parents and my grandparents and I think back like, you know, wow, my mother was so so hard on us because she wanted us to be educated and she recognized the importance of education. But she pushed it so hard that it was, at times, uncomfortable um, for us. But, you know, then we realized that, well, again, nothing happens in the vacuum. And, and our parents, 
had to deal with their own traumas, and they could only give what they have. You can't give what you don't have. So in looking back at the pictures of um, my parents, my grandparents, and so on, you know, I'm able to reconcile, you know, maybe some of the more difficult times by remembering that, you know, they went through their own trauma and their own difficulties, and they gave what they could. And so I kind of build off of that legacy. And like I said, it gives me the ability to look in the past and focus on the future, but be present in the now. Oh, I love that, Michael. It's so beautiful. It's, it really is so true. You know, shift of perspective, I think, is, is so much. It's everything, really. Um, you know, we're walking around, a lot of us in the subconscious mind, with so much trauma and old beliefs and old patterns of thinking and behaviors and thoughts. And most of us are walking around with our five-year-old and our child's beliefs and what, what we kind of soaked in at that moment about our parents and what we thought of them and what we thought they thought of us. And, you know, it's so interesting because he brought up something so powerful. You know, parents are just people. We're, you know, I yeah. mean, when we're, when we're kids, we think, you know, at least I thought that they, they were so, I mean, they are intelligent and they were smart, but that they were somehow they had it together in, in a lot of ways. I mean, even though I grew up yes. in an abusive and emotional um, family household, there were times when I did think that what they said, even if it wasn't happy or it wasn't uh, positive, it was still right because it came from my parents, right? I mean, yes. you believe what, what the adults tell us and What's, what's really interesting is that I always say how beautiful of a perspective is it when you think that right here, right now in your adult self is your higher self to your five-year-old child within you. And it's, it's so amazing because then you think to yourself, okay, well, what would I tell my little child, that five-year-old of me or that 10-year-old me, who I am now? Right? Would you sit there and mm -hmm. say, you know, um, daddy's right, he doesn't think I'm smart, or mom is just, you know, too busy for me and doesn't love me. When, when, you, when you think of your parents or anybody, really, at that early age, there creates this, the more belief that you have, the more emotion that you have about a thought, it becomes a belief. And we're walking yeah. around with those beliefs today as an adult. But when you can, like you're saying, step out of that perspective of what you as a child thought of your parents and being able to take and look at a picture of you as a child with your parents and say, you know, they were really doing the best they could with the resources they had. I mean, everyone really is in the long run. And when you can shift that perspective, that creates a healing within you, Michael. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and for those that, that, you know, haven't got to that point yet or aren't there, it's, I don't want anybody to think that, um, 
that I'm minimizing it, you know, because not everybody is there. It takes work to get there, mm-hmm. and people get to that point at different at different stages. But I believe that in order to to truly move forward towards the things that you want, um, in the now, in order to really focus on the future, you do have to sometimes, you know, reconcile um, that past, and that's a lot of work and it can be it can be difficult but it is so worth it in the end otherwise you're carrying around um this weight that can hinder your progress i love that and you know what's interesting too is with my clients one of the first subliminal vision boards that i have them create is an inner child board and what i love about that is Mm -hmm. is yes looking at your parents in a different perspective but also understanding that you are such a powerful, beautiful, intelligent, light being of love and joy and excitement. And when you look at a, child, a picture of you as a child, you know, we just forget. We've lived so many lifetimes in this life. And, and we, when you can look inside your child, inner child's eyes, on a picture and say, wow, you know what, all the thoughts of thinking that you weren't beautiful then or you, you weren't smart, that just wasn't true. Everything that that little child has gone through has made me who I am. And, it, and, and it's the strength and the courage and, and, and the, the love, um, you know, and the guidance. You know, when you think about how much you've been guided as a child, all these years, all, you know, the protection from your, from your own angels and your past loved ones and, and your own guides and your ancestors and the universe itself and God, um, it, just, it just really brings this feeling of everything was really okay at the time. Even if it wasn't okay then, when I can look back at it now and realize that that, everything I went through, it made me who I am. And that's, that's really something that I just want to point out is that we have a choice in every situation whether we want to allow it to break us or make us. And we have that yeah. power inside of us all the time from the minute that we're born. You know, and it's so funny, and I, I forgot to mention this, so what originally you know, brought me to Ada is that, you know, once, you know, I went through all the the neurological tests and it was determined that I did have ADHD, you know, the, they, they start treating you, you know, to, to um, start dealing with the things that you have trouble with, with like the inattentiveness and your, your ability to focus, but they really don't give you the, the tools you need and what thing one thing that brought me to Ada, which is um the website is ADD.org, is that they have these series of webinars as to that show you as somebody with ADHD how to set goals, how to manage time, how to manage your time um with with your with your brain. It's almost like being it's almost like finding out for the first time that you've been left-handed and you've been living in a right-handed world. Mm. 
And so it's almost like they're showing you through these different tools in the webinars how to navigate this right-handed world as somebody who's left-handed. And I tie you into all this because of all the webinars that I've seen and all the tools that they have, um, and they have many goal-setting tools and, and things of this nature. Um, one thing I don't think that um, I've seen, not at least in the way that, that you've explained it, is tying your goals to a specific external tool of visualization. And that is so important, and I would hope you would come to um, ADD.org and, and do a webinar on the subliminal vision board app and how it can be used to help you in the now to move towards those future goals. And then in addition to also there, we have a lot of peer support groups um, I'd also hope that you would come and speak to some of our peer support groups um, about the future and about visualization, whether it be our one of our peer support groups on relationships or on on goal setting or any of the permutations or, or machinations of what we deal with as people with ADHD who have something in common, ADHD, but still face different circumstances and hurdles that we have to get around. But your idea and this application, I believe, is, is universal to people with ADHD and can uh. help us all. I, I would I would be honored. I would absolutely love to to come on and you know in any way I can. I before I met you, it's so amazing because subliminal vision boards has you know come through to me about seven years ago, and I honestly had no idea of the power and the reach that it would help people in all different areas of life in all different ways. And like you said, Michael, it really is, it's limitless. There's no templates. And you can create unlimited boards with it. So it's, you know, do a back to the future one. And then like you were saying, some of your other boards is creating, instead of you know, a future plan, a whole five-year plan, something that helps you, Michael, is just creating maybe even a weekly board so that it helps you to stay on track and on focus and raising your frequency and vibration to a level of, I've, I've got this. This is, this is, you know, I'm, this is what I'm going to have to do this week. And I'm going to look at it with images and, and affirmations and shifting a, a mindset to it being a different, a different experience. And not only that, but your vision board gives the ability for us to use more than just one sense more than just the visual because mm -hmm. the vision board that I set up, um, I have the ability now to add, to add music or add affirmations like you said. So I could be looking at my vision board, one of my vision boards and play a particular song or play a snippet of the, of the speech um, mm -hmm. that's inspiring to me. 
and kind of, um, you know, meditate on it. And having that, being able to see something that I want in the future visually and at the same time um, being able to process it with, with sound makes it that much more powerful. Yes, and it's I really it. yeah, and it's interesting because we forget that we have so many different senses that we can use. And I love how you said that, Michael, because it really becomes a multi-sensory experience, which is really only going to allow you to feel your vision even more. Because if you're tapping into it consciously, you're creating the board to begin with. And then you have the sound feature that associates with your vision board. It, it, it really just, it just creates this really beautiful, powerful, um, you know, everything is just sort of connected into one point and that, that helps so much. And then what I was telling, uh, you as well is it's different than any other vision board app because old vision boards, you have like 25 things and it can be very intimidating and almost immobilizing because mm -hmm. you've got yeah. love and health and the car and the house and it's, it's like, and everything is grabbing your attention at once. So it doesn't allow you to really put focus and tension on one area of your life at a time. And what I, when the thought came through to me with subliminal vision boards and I thought, okay, I have to create this new vision board app. <laughs> Here I go. Um, one of the things with my research of energy and visualizing is you want to be taking one area of your life at a time and create a subliminal vision board on that one area so that when your mind grabs you to looking at different things on the board, it's all everything, your affirmations, your images, they're all resonating for that same goal. So there's no competition anymore. It's just sort of like, oh, okay, I'm going to look at this image about this week and now I'm going to I'm going to re read this affirmation about this week about feeling confident and feeling motivated and or about nature walking out whatever it is, but it's all going to be connected and that really creates so much more momentum and energy on what it is that you're wanting to create and attract in your life. And that's what, that was what was revolutionary to me about your vision board. It closed the circle because just like you said, if you're looking at um, visions or, or targets, um, but they're all lumped together, it's like love and then financial goals and then career goals and then, um, uh, physical goals, like physical fitness or whatever the case may be, they didn't really work well for me because you can't concentrate on all that at the same time. Uh, right. I couldn't. But when I focus on one area of my life and I'm able to pull up that vision board and, 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 and hear the music or, or hear the speaker or whatever, or whatever it is that, I'm, that I've used for the audio part, it becomes a brand new experience and is so much more powerful. And like you said, it's a, it's a vision board, but it creates something that you don't just see, but that you feel. Yes. 
And that's our motto is feel the vision. <laughs> so, and that's feel really the, the power of manifesting, right? It's not about seeing the image. And I think that's something that is just sort of this old connotation that if you just look at an image on a wall for a few minutes a day, it's going to come into your reality. And then that might happen depending upon, you know, how focused you are, if there's any distractions, all that. But if you really want to truly manifest in your life, and, and not only just manifest material things, but manifesting emotions, right? Because that's really the key, is to manifest joy and excitement and growth and passion and confidence and courage. So when you're, when you're, when you're starting through images and your sound, that's the ultimate goal, is to feel the essence of the images you put on there and feel the essence of the, the affirmations and then the feel the essence and the frequency of the music that you put on there or, or the, the speaker or the record your voice. So when you're starting to take all of your senses and you're feeling the essence of this vision that you want, then that is really the key because once you feel something, you create a frequency. You create a vibration because we're energetic beings living in this vibrational energetic universe. And so when you rise your frequency, you raise your frequency and your vibration higher, then you're going to start to attract people and opportunities and synchronicities and ideas that are going to start resonating at that new level. And, and that's so exciting because especially with any kind of mind condition like ADHD or even aphantasia, if you're sitting there in the now and you're not happy in the now, you're going to resonate and, and vibrate at the frequency of all that you're experiencing in the now. And what you're going to end up doing is attracting more of people, places, things, synchronicities that are also vibrating at that now vibration. So if you're, if you're feeling anxious, if you're depressed, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're sad, if you're feeling lost and confused, like a lot of us are, especially with everything we've gone through, mm -hmm. and you're only able to focus on what that feeling feels like, you're going to start attracting more of what will make you feel that. And, and that's why visualizing is so, so important because when you start thinking about the future in a higher positive way, then you're going to start attracting exactly that. And it gets you out of where you're feeling in the now and it gives you hope of what you can feel in the future. You know, and you bring up two points that I have to touch on. Um, I had actually kind of given up on vision boards until I saw yours because of something that I learned, and it said that, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, we'll put things on our vision board. Um, like, let's say, for example, I want, uh, let's say a Rolex watch or something, right? Mm -hmm. But what mm -hmm. we forget is that um, the things that we want, they're actually just, a byproduct of something else. So, for example, it's not really the watch that you want. It's the 
fact that you want to become the best programmer, let's say, and in becoming the best programmer, that's a goal that keeps on going because you're always going towards mastery. And that watch or car or whatever it is is just a byproduct of mastering something. And then you touched on another thing that I, and this was a quote that I heard in a speech, which was really powerful. Um, it was a guy who was saying that, you know, a lot of people, you know, they get caught in the mindset that, well, you know, everything will work out for the best. You know, everything, you know, the universe will just come together and, and everything will work out in the best um, in the future. But they forget the component of, of taking action, mm-hmm. which a vision board helps us to do. And the guy said, if you don't have a, a fear of, of failure and taking action and you just think that everything will just work out for the best, he said, you will fail. He said, failure is the default if we do not take action. And even creating the vision board or the vision board, that is in itself an action. Mm-hmm. And will propel you to take other actions to get where you want to get to. It's all about that ripple effect, right? Even just the creation, tapping into the creator of who you are is taking action. Yes, you become the author of your own life. You write it down and, and, and you, you create your future and you act upon it. And not to steal somebody else's quote, if you're casual about life, you will become a casualty. Mm, that's powerful. Wow, Michael, you are just, you're so wise, and, and it makes sense that you are part of ADD because, or ADDA, I'm sorry, um, because you really are such an education, educated and just supportive soul. And I think that it's really a blessing, honestly, that, that you have this because you're able to help so many with it and being able in a way to to not only take this this disorder condition disease you know whatever the the term is for it but you've been Mm -hmm. able to with courage and and research to really turn it around to, to benefit you in a lot of ways, to understand it, right? I always say if you can't, if you can only understand something, then you can grasp it, right? Then you can decide how you want to look at it. And you've taken it to a level that is helping and healing so many. And I'm just, I am so blessed and honored to have you here on the show today. Michael, is there any last words that you want to say to our listeners that either it's about ADHD or living with it or anything at all? Any last words? Sure. It's, um, you know, whether it's ADHD or, 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 or whether it's 
there's trauma. Um, like you said before, um, the choice is yours as to what you do with it. And you will get help on the way, which is why I'm forever, forever grateful, not only for you, but for this creation, this app that you've created, um, because it has been such a tool and everything that I've learned on the way, I had help. And it wasn't necessarily help in the conventional sense of somebody reaching out to help me, but it was people like you who created something that I could use as a tool and that we all could use as tools if you're looking for it. And I would just say to your listeners that um, I've never seen a vision board like yours, and it has been extremely helpful for me um, as somebody with ADHD and extremely powerful, but I think it can work. Not I think, I know it can work for anybody, no matter where you're coming from, whether you're neurotypical or whether you're neurodivergent in any sense of the word. And I thank you so much for what you've created. It really is a game changer, and I would encourage your listeners to get the app, but not just get the app, but take the time to create your future and to use it. And you will be leaps and bounds above where you were yesterday if you do. I promise you that. Oh, I love that, Michael. I love you so much. Thank you again for being on the show. I know our listeners are going to really enjoy enjoy the show and and relate so much with you and to understand. So thank you so much. I will we will have all of your links, Michael, on the blog of the show. So please listeners, definitely check out the blog this week. You'll be able to find out how to connect with Michael, how to um, connect with ADDA. If you do have ADHD or you have any questions at all, I know Michael would be more than happy to to reach out and connect with with him and with you. Um, and yes, yeah, so make sure to subscribe to the show, the blog, and to Passionate World Talk Radio. This is such a powerful, powerful time, everyone, to to let this be part of your toolbox of shifting your mindset and listening to these amazing teachers and 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 you know light workers that are coming onto the show that can help you in the next chapter of your life. So next week I am so excited to share with you a powerful health coach who has taken a mindset and weight loss to a whole nother level. Make sure to download my Subliminal Vision Boards app as well. By the way, you can experience it free for 14 days. It's at just www.subliminalvisionboards.com. All those links will be on the blog as well. So until next week, remember thoughts, your emotions, and your actions, they're creating your reality. Love and light to you.